mine now. You belong to me. Today we are going to play a new fun game. Hello and welcome to the Twin Peaks podcast. My name's Dan. My name's Nicole. And this is a movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on the theme. This week our theme is war movies and we're going to be discussing American Sniper and Greyhound. After we do that bit, we have a final section where, which we call Stitch Up. And one of us has to watch a terrible film. This time it was your turn because we did a toss and you had to watch Troll 2. <sighs> but before we get going with all of that stuff, the first section, well, phase one, I remembered it, phase one. Phase it's one. called Anything Goes, where we, we just have a little bit of a chin wag, don't we? Chin we wag. have a little bit of a chat. Talk about zucchinis and, cu- and cucumbers and all that jazz. Well, whatever we want to, really, mate. <laughs> Nothing is off the table. I, I'd like to start with, uh, with an email. We had an email from someone oh, yeah. who listened to the show. They were listening to our Office Movies episode where we were discussing... One of the films we discussed was All the President's Men and Watergate came up. We both said we haven't got a clue what Watergate actually is. And we just sort of yeah. brushed over it. Anyway, so we had an email from Logan from history and film podcast firstly thanks for the email nice to hear yeah, from you cheers, mate. and also get a bit of an explanation on what Watergate actually is so i'm just going to read you what logan said in the email so on the subject of watergate essentially a group of burglars got caught breaking into the democratic national committee headquarters at the watergate hotel to get information to help nixon in the 1970 ah. the 1972 election um, Nixon was feeling particularly vulnerable because of the Pentagon Papers leak in 1971. That's something else I don't know anything about. Uh, initially, Nixon denied any involvement or knowledge of the break-in, but information later came to light, due in part to the investigation by Woodward and Bernstein that proved this was false. Uh, that forced Nixon to resign to avoid being impeached. Yeah, so thanks for that email, Logan. Uh, really appreciate that. And uh, this one might be right up your street, I, like because it's war movies, so it should tie in with history a little yeah. bit. Uh, having said that, I've not really done any research into the real, um, <laughs> the real event. So cool. Um, so how have you been? What have you been up to, mate? Uh, I've been okay, busy with work. Um, oh yeah, you know, just uh, on Duolingo, which you, <laughs> you had no idea I was using it. For about a week, and then you finally sent me an yeah, invite sneaky. for it. I was like, I was going to surprise you on the pod, but then you you sent me an invite. I was like, oh, too late. And then the day yeah. that we were like following each other, I noticed that you did more. You worked really hard on that day. I was like, clearly Dan's like trying to compete with me, and <laughs> which you have an advantage because my day ends before your day ends, so. It'll be like midnight here and you've still got like eight to nine hours to be able to up your score on that day. Hang on. You're saying you're saying that you I've got an advantage because you're ahead. No, that you that means that you can get ahead. No, you're ahead. You're a day ahead mate. of me. Yeah, I'm a day ahead no, of you. No, you're ahead of then, me. But <laughs> but when my day ends, your day is still going. So you could be like, Oh, Nicole's yeah. only done this much today, so I can like uh, oh, I see what few, you mean. Like when yeah. you finish the day, you you don't know where I'm going to be at by the end yeah. of that day. So yeah, I see what you mean. I, I mean, guess I've, so. I've but, just got it as much crowns as you, and I've only been using it for like about a week. And how long have you been using it? 
Well, look, if we're going down comparisons, like I, you, you were studying Spanish on Sunday nights, I think you said. Uh, on sun- so, yeah, Sundays from the day. And so I the tried- lessons that you're doing, are you getting more points for them? Because there are them. <laughs> Also, I, so I've got... Oh, I'm we'll just skip Spanish. over that question. Hold on, hold on, no, no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that question. Don't you, don't you worry, mate. Oh, don't um, you worry. We'll address those you. issues. <laughs> um, I guess because I know I kind of, I was picking it up a little bit, so I understood it a bit more. But then I also have, because you can learn multiple languages at the same time. Yeah. And I put French on and like I did like, I think, I think I've done like one full lesson. I was just like, fuck, I I don't this all sounds the same to me so if i was doing french i would struggle you know you can yeah. learn um you know game of thrones Death, is it dethraki like their language you can I learn that know. on duolingo can you yeah <laughs> oh my god I and didn't also know that. and also um what they speak klingon yeah i think is it klingon is that like what they speak in stargate was it star or star, star trek? trek yeah <laughs> I, I kid you not. There is if you go into Duolingo, you can learn that language. Oh, that's tempting, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I've got my work cut out with French as it is, though. Like I, uh, I was considering doing um, starting some Spanish because Sarah does Spanish, mm. you do Spanish. Yeah, but uh, one thing at a time. I think because I also know a bit of Italian, so they're kind of similar in ways. I mean, I've, yeah. I've stuffed up a few times. And then I run out of my hearts and shit. I know. Um, and then you've got to pay 450 gems to refill <laughs> or, or do practice. I don't because I want to keep all my gems. So then you can get extra lessons. Like you can either learn how to flirt in Spanish or like <laughs> yeah. or, or phrases. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a thousand gems and I've got flirting in Spanish, but I'm wanting to get the the phrases as well at the same time. So yeah. I'll learn those lessons really quickly. Good. Have they uh, have they emailed us yet? A Duolingo. Sponsorship? No, they haven't actually. There's um there's also a podcast for Duolingo. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, I'll have to check them out. I was saying um I was saying the other day that I, I might try to listen to some more French music and maybe some French television. Mm. Just see what you pick up sort of thing. But uh, at the moment, the only things I'll be able to understand is she is going to the train station or I would like pizza <laughs> or are you, a sh- are you a horse? That's the one that keeps popping up. It makes me laugh. Oh, so like, when am I ever going to use that? Horse? Are you a horse? That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you been watching much, mate? Yeah. I'll talk about a TV show that is in French. And also in Hebrew, it's called Possessions. Um, it's on SBS On Demand here in Oz. And it's about a girl named Natalie. Uh, the setup of the TV shows, she's at her wedding. Her and her partner are about to cut the cake and then the lights go out. And then next minute, her husband is dead on the floor and she's holding the knife and they're like, oh my God, she murdered him. So they're trying to figure out if it was her or if, you know, someone did it in the, in the meantime. Um, but it's French and also Hebrew. So you get to learn, you get to listen to both languages and it was good. It's, I think it's eight episodes. Yeah. All right. Do you want one of mine? Should I give you one of mine? One of your films? Yeah, go on. I watched a film called Moxie. Have you seen this one yet? Oh, I've been meaning to watch this. This looks really good. I was hoping that you hadn't 
already watched it and we'd had a discussion about it because you know what my memory is like like yeah, that could have yeah, been yeah. a reality shocking. that I've just forgotten about <laughs> shocking yeah it's shocking um but I watched I watched Moxie it was directed by Amy Polo we reviewed Winehouse that she previously yeah, directed and I did that great well this looks a lot better than that I really really liked it I, I thought it was quite funny really like well-intentioned good story interesting characters there is there does seem to be one criticism of the film that's going around and I can understand that point of view 100% but it didn't take away from any of the enjoyment of it for me um okay. yeah pretty good watch give it a watch yeah. yeah i would say so uh it's got really good soundtrack as well good good punk soundtrack since we were doing war picks this week um a movie that i had on my list was a private war have you seen this i watched it last night oh let's discuss let's discuss uh i thought it was really good mate i thought yeah. it was um pretty excellent it was about um mary uh colvin who was a journalist and she she travelled all around the world on different war sites and just just getting stories everywhere. And she lost her vi- lost her vision in one eye. And Jamie Doran, I I think he's fantastic. And you know, oh, everyone, it, yeah, yeah. And everyone will think, oh, you you think Jamie Doran, Fifty Shades of Grey? And I've ne- I promise you, I've never seen Fifty Shades. I saw him in The Fall. Actually, like, I saw him in Marion. He was in Marion Antoinette for like a little stint. But he's he's freaking awesome in The Fall. What, the film, The Fall? No, no, no. It's a TV show. It's a three. Oh, it right. It goes for three seasons uh, with that chick from The X-Files. Oh, what's her name? Gillian Anderson. Yeah. Um, good good cast what all around, really. Um, Rosamund Pike. Uh, yeah. Well, I only know him from Fifty Shades of Grey, and I have seen one of those, possibly two. Tom Hollander, Stanley Tucci was in it. Yeah, that's right. I didn't watch it as intently as I watch other films because I was sort of half preparing for this show at the same time. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, it was excellent, mate, what I saw. And so the next thing I watched was, because the Comedy Festival is currently on here in Melbourne and um, me and my oh, brother yeah. we, and my sister-in-law, we're going to go watch a gig in a few weeks' time, which I'm very excited about. But Hannah Gadsby, she's a Aussie. Oh, yeah, I, I would say she's Aussie comedian. And yeah. her last um, special on Netflix is called Nanette, and it's it is funny, but is also quite serious. I highly recommend it. And then one last thing I watched, which I went back to Pentridge last night, and I watched Judas the Black Messiah. Yeah, I saw your Instagram post. Uh, how was it? Yeah, it was really it was really good. I don't know too much about Fred Hampton's story. Like I've I've heard about him very briefly and it's very topical, I guess, the past year or so with what's been happening. Yeah, yeah he was he was part of a the Panthers party, the Black Panthers party, and uh one of his crew, he was pretending to be a police officer to like steal cars. And to get off being charged and going to jail, they got him to, you know, be kind of like a secret spy and see what this um, party was doing. 
Yeah, it's it's really good. I recommend it. I mean, it's four it's four point one on Letterbox. Yeah, I'm. I saw a trailer for this, and I thought it looked really, really good. So I'm looking forward to seeing this when it comes out over here. Uh, you mentioned Hannah Gadsby. Funnily enough, I watched a clip of one of her shows last weekend, oh. and she was doing a, a short bit about autism, and yeah. it was really, really good. I um she. I think I've mentioned a TV show uh, late last year called Please Like Me and she's on that. Oh, and yeah. she she's kind of her character in that TV show is very similar to her personality in a way, like slightly a bit awkward. Um, but she's just really funny. I think she's really funny. I've got one more film. I My film count now is up to 94 and one of those films I watched was called The Wall and it's a war film. It's about a couple of snipers, Aaron Taylor Johnson, John Cena and it was directed by Doug Lyman. It would have fitted into our single location episode because it's about one dude who's pin, pinned down right. by a sniper and he's just sitting behind a wall. I didn't think it was that great. It was an interesting setup and an interesting premise. It just didn't fully flesh out that I think because I feel like there are some interesting stories to be told in that sniper universe um but spoilers I don't think I've ever seen a, a truly great sniper film I don't think that exists oh. um uh, you know that's just my opinion but yeah uh, all that said should we move on to phase two phase two it's your topic you picked war yes. as a theme we're going to be doing American Sniper and Greyhound but as it was your choice of topic, you're doing the theme intro. Have you prepared something for us today? Um, can, so we've got a soldier film and we've got a marine film this week. And coincidentally, found a quiz that says, are you a soldier or a marine? Question one, how big is your toolbox? It's fairly big. Only need basic tools. Is that a trick question? I have a normal-sized toolbox. Uh, the first one. A fairly big one. All right. Yeah. What's in it? Um, Some crumpets. There's a kangaroo <laughs> in there. Some curly-whirlies. Tools. I keep fucking tools in there. What do you think? <laughs> curly-whirlies, they're great. I do love a good curly-whirly. They are. I wish I had a toolbox full of curly-whirlies. <laughs> toolbox full of Tim Tams, more like it. Next question. Are you good with your hands? I'm really handy. I do almost everything myself. I'm better with my brain. It depends who you ask. I don't know. Just say A. I can't remember what You're A really was. You're really handy. All that. right. Done. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Next question. Do you keep a level head when life is stressing you out? I blow the top sometimes. It depends on the situation. I always keep a level head. I'm a bit of reactionary. Uh, I'm pretty level-headed, I'd say. Yeah, I reckon. All right, next one. Which branch of military do you admire the most? Marines, Army, Navy, or Air Force? Um, I would say Navy because Navy? I find the idea of the, the ocean terrifying. Okay, next question. Are you a veteran? I am the child of a veteran. I am a veteran. I hope to be a veteran. I'm not a veteran, but I admire our forces. The last one. You got no one in your family that's been in war? No. Uh, are you a good leader? 
I'm a good team player. I'm a great leader. It depends on the task. I'm a better solo artist. Ooh, probably the last one. Not a team player. <laughs> I am a team player. I am a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. When it's necessary. Uh, next question. Which of the following would you like to drive? Oh, here we go. This this is good. A tank, a Hummer, an aeroplane, or a battleship? A uh, Hummer. Hummer? Hummer. Hummer, Hummer, Hummer. I, uh, next question. Are you the, the outdoorsy type? I love no. being outside. Next. <laughs> next? Okay. I'm an indoorsy <laughs> type. That was easy. Yeah. Oh. How how tech savvy are you? A little, very expert, professional. Uh, a little, I would say a little. I reckon a little bit. Yeah, that's what I said. A little, a little. Yeah, yeah, and a teeny weeny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which? Sorry. What's that? It's a song by Timmy Mallet from the 90s. Have you not heard it? No. Uh, I'm going to look this up when we finish. Which of your senses is strongest? Hearing, sight, taste, or touch? I would say... That's a hard one. It is a hard one, isn't it? I would say touch. Sight is definitely no for me. Touch. Okay. No. We're both sitting here wearing glasses. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm fucking blind as a bat. (laughs) Uh, next question. Do you enjoy fishing? No. I do not. <laughs> I did not way. go fishing. No way. You've never been fishing? fishing? It's the worst. We're going to put that. Yeah, I have. I have been fishing. It's the fucking worst thing I've you ever have. done. I have. Yeah, it's pretty boring just sitting there. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so I will, listen, I'm all for zoning out, meditating, whatever. But it, like me and Albert, randomly, side story here. Me and Albert, yeah, got a, go on. We've got a friend who's got a boat, and we got a boat out to a barge, <laughs> and um, we, we went basically just got. It was just an abandoned barge out in the middle of our little sea that we've got, right. and we ended up just sitting on a barge and going fishing for like twelve hours. I didn't catch any fish. I just sat there for twelve hours, not catching anything. I was like, is this what fishing is? It's like, yeah. Sometimes you catch stuff, sometimes you don't. And I'm like, well, I know people that have got gardens. I can just go and sit in a garden for 12 hours if I want to sit down and chill out. I don't need to be next to some water with a, a piece of wood dangling over the top of it. But I don't get it. So no, to answer know... your question, I don't like fishing. <laughs> but you don't know if, you know, the fish is going to nibble on your rod and then, oh my God, you have to just jump out of your chair and, and you know, get it out. And then you figure out it's just a yeah. boot. It's a boot. It's a boot. It's a shopping trolley. Yeah. Imagine that. Getting a shopping trolley out of it. That's a bloody bargain. Might still be a quid in it. Yeah, that's true. So it's not completely a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, so no, question. fishing, no. <laughs> After we, we've figured out that it's no. Uh, next question. How long would you make it on a show like Survivor? I would win. <laughs> I would be in the final three. I would last a couple of weeks. I wouldn't make it off the plane. Uh, I wouldn't make it off the plane, mate. Really? Clearly. Yeah, I'd get. I'd end up getting really pissed on the on the plane. 
and having a massive panic attack and going, oh, have they got a neutral bullet on this island or whatever it is that they've not seen survival? <laughs> I think it's, I assume it's an island survival thing. What do they do? Like hunt buffalo or, or like raccoons? Drink, or drink coconuts every day. Do they? Or... They give you rice and beans. <laughs> no, fuck that. Why would I want to do that again? It's like fishing. It's like, no, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't make it off the plane. I wouldn't make it on the plane in the first place. I would love to work on Survivor. That would be a cool gig to do. Yeah. It'd be fun to work on it because you get craft yeah. services. <laughs> Imagine yeah. you all sitting there, like tucking into your soup, and then they're, like they're all the contestants are twenty feet they're away and they're starving. starving. They haven't eaten for two weeks. <laughs> they're just eating coconuts, and you're sitting there tucking into a nice fucking and you're just like and you're soup. just like a bit of shrimp, <laughs> bit of lobster. You're right by the beach. Yeah, that would be fun. Oh, almost done. I think. Could you pass the military physical? I would ace it. No. They are very difficult. I give it my best shot. Might need a practice first. Might need a practice first. I it, was there an option for absolutely no way. No, nah, that's that's no, probably well, the have best to be one. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're hard than physicals. I would definitely have to practice. Hard. Or like the beak test. Did you have to do that when you were in high school? No, we didn't have that. We couldn't afford beepers in our school. Oh. What is your favourite outdoor activity? Hiking, hunting, swimming or sports? Um, I would say hiking. Do you own any camouflage pants? <laughs> camouflage pants? Yeah. Not not um, not a top, just the pants. Oh, you mean like trousers? I yeah. always get confused because like pants are like boxer shorts here. Like <laughs> oh, yeah, pants. sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Um, no, I don't. I have owned, owned camo trousers in the past, though, when I was a teenager, and they were popular during the 90s. So you, you grew out of them. That's what I'm going to put. I grew out of them, yeah. This is a very easy question, easy question for you. Are you good at video games? I'm pretty good at video games, mate, yeah. I'm yeah. all right. I'm going to say I'm a great player. Come on. How many more bloody questions? I'm almost tempted <laughs> to just press. So we could make this uh, episode into two parts, maybe. Maybe <laughs> we should do a, a two-hour version and a four-hour version, like a, another film that came out recently. <laughs> I still haven't seen that yet. I think there's like five more questions. Let's plow through them. Which country would you like to explore? Germany, Japan, Mexico, England? Japan. Could you handle being away from home for long periods of time? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. Yes, please. That's my actual answer to that, yeah. Oh, this is very American. Which American holiday is your favourite? Memorial Day, Veterans Day, 4th of July, Labor Day. 4th of July, because I'm not American and that's the one I know most. Yeah. Do you know all the words of the national anthem? How dare you? How dare you even ask that question? I'm British. Of course you do. Go on. Oh, save the Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) So I'm going to say that you're a pro. Do you have a flag in your front yard? No. Um, I don't, no. Um, Which item would you choose to take with you in a survival situation? Fire starter, water purifier, <sighs> machete, satellite phone. Um, it's got to be water purifier. Yeah, if you ain't drinking, you ain't going to be using any of those other things, are you? You're exactly. going to be dead. 
Oh yeah, that person. How many swords do you own, Dan? Feds um, aren't listening. <laughs> they're not real swords. They're like replica. Uh, Marvel like one's ones. a wooden sword. One's one's a no, not Marvel ones. I inherited them from my nan actually because she was into like Aww. Tai Chi and sort of all that sort of culture. Oh, that's um, cool. So I've I actually have two swords. All right, and this is definitely the last question. Which word would you use to describe about military forces? Noble, loyal, honourable, tough. Well, certainly tough. (laughs) (laughs) After all that, you got neither. You're neither. (laughs) 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 While you're made up of a truth grit, your attitude for technology might make you better member of the Air Force or the Navy. Oh, that's all right. You would be fine as a soldier or a Marine, but you have a special kind of mind that would shine at the sea or in the air. So unless they're going to put me on a fucking ship, <laughs> I didn't want. Well, Marine is ship, isn't it? Isn't, isn't a Marine just like a better version of a soldier? Oh, well, I read I'm, that question correctly. I've got no idea. And I've got a feeling we're going to be getting another email from history and film. Just <laughs> <laughs> how stupid we are. Um, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody. I'm a civilian. I knew that already. So shall we move on to our films then? Yeah. What are we going to start with? I reckon American Sniper. So, American Sniper, it was directed by Clint Eastwood. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him. No. Um, <laughs> it came out in 2014. The budget was $59 million and the box office was $547 million. Bloody hell. Yeah, right? It stars Bradley Cooper as Chris Kyle and Sienna Miller as Taya Kyle. Taya Kyle. So, I'll read you the tagline. The most lethal sniper in U.S. history, and the synopsis reads, U.S. Navy SEAL Chris Kyle takes his sole mission, protects his comrades to heart, and becomes one of the most lethal snipers in American history. His pinpoint accuracy not only saves countless lives, but also makes him a prime target of insurgents. Despite grave danger and his struggle to be a good husband and father to his family back in the States, Kyle serves four tours in uh, four, four tours of duty in Iraq, However, when he finally returns home, he finds that he cannot leave the war behind. Yes, so it was nominated for a few Oscars, this one. It was nominated for Best Picture. I remember it coming out. It was a pretty Mm. big deal when it came out. A lot of people were talking about it. There was a lot of buzz about it, not least because of the Oscar nominations. And the box office, it, it just was everywhere. I remember it was everywhere. And I remember watching it. At the time when it got, I didn't watch, I wasn't interested in theatres, but um, I wanted to watch it when it came out on home release. And I think I got, I'd never seen yeah. it all the way through. I think I got about half an hour into it and I switched it off because I wasn't enjoying it that much. But that was a few years ago now. So I picked it out of your list because I wanted to revisit it and just sort of reevaluate it really. Why did you pick this one? What was What was the reason you put it on your list? Or did you enjoy it? I I thought it was it was alright. I did see reviews. Um, I saw a few people saying that they didn't really like it. Um, I thought it was 
maybe because of those reviews, I didn't mind it as much. But it sounds like you didn't enjoy it, Dan. Well, I'll start with what I did like first. So I really, Bradley Cooper was excellent. Um, He's Mm -hmm. a pretty good actor. I quite like what he does, even in something like, um, what was that singy one he did? Oh, um, Star is Born. Star is Born, that's it. That's not my type of film at all, usually, but I thought he was brilliant in that. And he directed that as well. And I, I've got a lot of time for Bradley Cooper. And I thought he was excellent in this. I thought his performance was really, really good. He, he, he did that sort of slightly detached soldier really, really well. I really liked some of the action, the conflict scenes, particularly the the long shot, the 2100-yard shot that he did at the end. I thought that was really tense. And just all of those scenes in Iraq were done very well, I thought. And also, it looked great. It looked really, really good. Um, some yeah. of the locations. It fe- I felt it. I felt That's why the, it costed so much money. As much as you can. Yeah. And those are the things that I liked. But overall, yeah, I didn't I didn't love it. I what I found really interesting, so I knew, okay, this is based on a true story. Yeah. And then right at the end, you know, he's done these four terms and then he finally has come he comes back home and he's got post traumatic disorder. You know, he, he sees a therapist and um, realises, you know, he enjoys being in war because, you know, helping out with other people and, you know, being around his team. And then he helps, like, a few veterans that uh, are back and just need a bit of help. And that's how he kind of recovers from it. So, like, every weekend he would he would catch up with, you know, people who are struggling and the last scenes to uh, go straight to the end of the film is that he's uh, about to take a veteran out on a shooting range and it seems really sus and then right at the end you see that, you know, he, that day he got shot by the the actual veteran mm. that he was trying to help out, yeah. which I was a bit, bit shocked by. Um, and apparently Bradley Cooper got to speak to Chris about two weeks before uh, his death. So I thought yeah. this this story initially, you know, they create it because, you know, he died. Um, so I reading that fact, I guess, made it more interesting for me in a way. I, I, I listened to an interview with uh, Clint Eastwood and he was saying that the studio had contacted him and said, you know, would you like to direct this film? And co- completely coincidentally, he says that he was actually reading the book at the time and he had 30 pages to oh, go. And he right. said, well, let me finish the book and I'll get back to you. And he finished the book and was like, yeah, I'd like to do it. Um, but obviously at that time, Chris Kyle was still alive. Um, and then he was yeah. killed, shot and killed in a, a very bizarre and unexpected scenario. Before we go any further, I want to caveat, like, I've done a little bit of research into into the guy, not too much. Yeah. He said some weird shit. He said some weird shit in his books, and there's some strange kind of militaristic stroke, say, something like a film like Starship Trooper satirizes, that sort of thing. But right. I just want to say that I'm not reviewing his character like I, I kind of want to remove that and just concentrate on the film 
regardless. Yeah. And I tried to do that when I was watching a film. I wasn't always successful, I must admit, because I kind of knew bits and pieces about him or what I'd heard other people say about him. So it was difficult, but I tried to just watch it as its own film. But even even doing that, I still didn't love it. I felt like this film was a bit confused. I wasn't sure whether it was saying how great it is to defend your country and go to war if you need to, or whether it was saying that war is actually quite horrific. I don't know which... I don't know... Well, A, I don't know whether or not it had an intention. I don't know. It could either have just been a simple telling, you know, this is how it is. You make up your own mind, or whether it was on the side of glorifying it or, or showing it. Um, I couldn't decide what it was, and because of that confusion, that kind of removed some of the enjoyment of it for me. And also, it kept like the timelines kept jumping around a little bit, and I was having to con- concentrate too much on where it was in the story rather than just absorbing it. Um, I was going to say, is there any, like, scenes that really stand out for you? Like, for me, it must have been his first term. Like, he's speaking he's speaking to Taya, you know, he's just driving through uh, some town and then all of a sudden, like, guns get shot. Like, imagine being on the end of that phone call would be fucking, yeah. ter- like, terrifying. And it's like as though she had no idea, like, he could have been dead or, like, yeah. yeah. And then he comes back. He's like, "Yeah, I'm all good." That was a good scene, actually. You're right. Sienna Miller did well in that in that scene for sure. My favorite, I think, I described it already, or I touched on it, was was the final kind of sniper shot and that long shot as a technical achievement. I mean, wow! I mean, to shoot something, yeah, to shoot somebody from a mile away. Jesus Christ! That that's in one crazy. Shot. That's insane to think that. And and all of the sniper scenes, just as I said before, like snipers as a, a, a plot device, I think is a very interesting thing, potentially. Um, so I enjoy those sort of sniper scenes. Uh, yeah, but just overall didn't really come together too well. Um, final thoughts. I thought the strongest thing in this was Bradley Cooper. But for me, the rest of the film didn't match his nuanced character delivery yeah it was just it, i did feel like it didn't know what it wanted to be and i didn't enjoy it very much uh, five out of ten there was stuff that i liked so there's a few points for wow that, but it's, it's a five it's not something i'm ever going to watch again uh, i'm i'm done with american that's sniper really low it's, it's, it's all right there's, there's <laughs> um, stuff to be liked i thought it, i thought it was like about a seven i don't think yeah. it was terrible but maybe I guess having more of an opinion of like his actual backstory that that would affect what you would think yeah. of the film. Maybe. I, yeah. As hard as I tried uh, to, to, to take that out of my mind, it was always there. Uh, yeah. And it, it was always a little bit like, who is this guy? Like, is he enjoying this? Um, is this the real version of the character? Um, yeah, so it was difficult to remove myself from that. But uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Uh, all right, seven. Seven, oh. fair enough. Shall we move on to Greyhound? Yeah. Yeah, so Greyhound came out in 2020, fairly recent release for us, nice and snappy at 91 minutes. It was directed by Aaron Schneider 
And the screenplay was by Tom Hanks. It was adapted from a novel called The Good Shepherd, which was released in 1955. The budget was 50 million and there was no box office that I could find because it was released straight to streaming. It stars Tom Hanks as Commander Ernest Krauss, Elizabeth Shue as Eva Krauss and Stephen Graham as Charlie Cole. And the tagline reads, the only thing more dangerous than the front lines was the fight to get there. Synopsis. A first-time captain leads a convoy of allied ships carrying thousands of soldiers across the treacherous waters of the Black Pits to the front lines of World War II. With no air cover protection for five days, the captain and his convoy must battle the surrounding enemy Nazi U-boats in order to give the Allies a chance to win the war. So Tom Hanks on a boat again. Uh, He did that Captain Phillips one that was on a boat, uh, and he's done another one, and he wrote this one. Uh, Again, I didn't think this was great. Agreed. I really enjoyed the first act. I thought the first half an hour was really good. The first encounter with the U-boat, it was tense, and I enjoyed all of that. And I really liked the score. The score seemed to bubble along quite nicely, and I really mm. felt like it added to it. I felt like at one point I noticed the score, and I thought if if I watched this without a score, if you just had the, the dialogue, no score, I think it would be a vastly inferior film. I think it really added to it. But overall, I didn't think it was great. I enjoyed it a bit more than American Sniper, but not by much. And it sounds like you were sort of along the along yeah, the sort of similar I, lines, mate. What? I was I was almost tempted to watch it a second time because a, a colleague really? had mentioned that he uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, I've watched Greyhound. It's really good." So I had that hype in my head, saying, "Oh my god, this is a and part of the reason why I chose it out of your list." Um, and then I watched it. I was like, "Ah." Oh, it was all right. Like I thought it dragged most of the way through. Also the the romantic part in this film not necessary. Well, yeah, I mean one of the things I was going to complain about is that the lack of characterization. And I feel like the Elizabeth Shue stuff at the start where Tom Hanks and Elizabeth Shue are having that conversation and and she's the love interest that he's trying to get back to. I thought that added a little bit of character or a little bit of motivation to Tom Hanks, but not enough. I feel like yeah. have it or don't have it. It was, it was, it was, it was too little. And she gave him the shoes, didn't he? That he ended up wearing in the final scene. That's right. Uh, those like gold fucking loafers or whatever they were. It's like the worst. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a real issue with not being invested in any of the characters to be honest with you and it's only because it was tom hanks that i had any kind of remote interest in what was going on to be honest i kind of felt i had similar feelings of greyhound that i have to dunkirk i think dunkirk is a much better film technically Mm -hmm. but the issues i have with dunkirk is that i'm not invested in any of the characters because they're just reacting to this scenario this thing that's going on and that was very much the intention of nolan it just didn't work for me as a film. And I feel sort of similar to this, whether it was intentional or not. I just didn't, I wasn't invested in the people and it was more their reactions to constant things that are going on. So like they're, they're being stalked by this U-boat, there's a fire, someone dies, there's a chef the whole way along trying to bring Tom Hanks food and you feel like that's they're trying to sort yeah. of establish a character there where he's, you know, never resting, he's always on it. It felt like there was not enough downtime for to, for us to get to know anyone, and it was so. And you, I think I agree with you. I like it dragged for me too, which is weird because it was a really short film. It was ninety one minutes. It kind of got to the end yeah. of it, and I thought, oh, is that it? But at the time while watching it, it did drag. 
there was that final action scene, I think, you know, where the ship starts to lean over and it's firing yeah. like the <laughs> yeah. it's firing weapons at the at the sub and stuff. I was watching it thinking, yeah, this is okay, but I really should be more excited. I should be more invested in this at this point. This is the climax of the film. And it was just like, yeah, okay. And it was and it all looked a bit grey to me. I don't know if that was a CGI thing. It didn't look great i didn't love the grading if that's if that's the correct term it all looked a bit gray to me and a bit dreary looked a bit dark well i guess like you know they're in war so it's not supposed to look all yeah. bright and mighty but still yeah no. it was very gray 90 percent of the way through yeah and i didn't love that i didn't love the way it looked i've actually written down that although it dragged it was too short and i would have appreciated another hot 20 minutes half an hour with some character stuff in there Maybe we get to know, hmm. maybe we get to spend more time with Tom Hanks and Elizabeth Shue. Maybe we get to know Stephen Graham's character a bit more and the dynamic between Stephen Graham and Tom Hanks. A film that I really love, yeah. actually, that's um, based on a vessel is Crimson Tide. And that's all about, have you ever seen Crimson Tide? No, I haven't heard of it. It was directed by Tony Scott and it's got Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington in it. And basically the conceit is that they're both captains on this military submarine. They've got like a, a message, but they haven't got the full message. So the message might say, release the nukes. Uh, the other thinking is that it might say, don't release the nukes. So they don't know. So one of the, the captains saying, we need right, to release the yeah. nukes. And the XO is saying, no, we shouldn't release the nukes. So it's all about their conflict between the two. And it's really fucking interesting. There's less action in it, but it's so much more tense. And I was the whole way through this film. All I could think of is I'd rather be watching Crimson Tide. Um, so that's <laughs> quite, that's kind of my final thoughts on it, really. One thing before we finish up, you mentioned mm. the final scene. You know how he's tilted. That's probably the only scene where I noticed that like there's movement on the boat because you know you see really? you know the CGI of you know that it being very choppy, and I would yeah. have thought that the characters would have been moving a lot more. They seemed, to, yeah. for me at least, they seemed very, like the boat wasn't as choppy as what yeah. the visual effects were showing. Yeah, um, that's an interesting point, mate. Because another thing I wrote down was I felt quite disconnected from the action and maybe that was part of it. That like yeah. they're on this boat, it, you know, it's choppy, it's unpredictable. And I didn't feel any of that. You know, in a film like Saving Private Ryan, when they arrive on the beach and it's just this onslaught and it's the carnage and the visceral feel of it, it's just, you feel it. And I was missing that yeah. from this film, 100%. And not every film needs to... I don't love war films and I very rarely go back to watch Saving Private Ryan, but that beach scene is one of the greatest scenes of all time just because of how it looks and how it feels. And it's probably the... I've heard veterans talk and say, that's as close as you're going to get, you know, on a film right. to being actual area of conflict um and i didn't i didn't feel any of that from from greyhound from this I, I didn't think yeah. it was i didn't think it was great but i did enjoy it slightly more than than american sniper i think that's probably the tom hanks factor i think tom hanks probably for me elevates anything that he's in he can be in a average film and it just gives it another point so if it didn't have tom hanks in it i'd probably score this the same as american sniper at a five but tom because Tom Hanks, uh, I'll give it another point six, six out of ten for me. Six out of ten for me as well. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like, the amount of preparation that they had for this film. So the actors got to sleep on the on the, on the the Navy ship because they shot most of it on an actual 
Navy ship. And, you know, there was like a retiree captain that was on there Mm. and he, you know, every day he would show them how to use like some of the uh, weapons on the ship and, you know, know, how to steer and all that kind of stuff. So that in that aspect, that is interesting. But I saw that afterwards because what I saw initially, I, yeah, I was a bit bored by it. I wasn't intrigued. I don't think I would. Oh yeah, I was tempted to watch it a second time purely because I was like, "Oh, did I miss something?" But you've also said that it was a bit slow, so maybe. Yeah, it's not that it was slow. I thought, if anything, there was too much going on in it for yeah. for a ninety-minute film. I, I would have appreciated it if it if it had just slowed it down a bit more. It, it would have helped with the pacing of it because it just felt like it was kind of one thing after another, and that may be how it how that they wanted to portray it. It just didn't quite work for me. It's interesting that you say that it was that they shot on a on an actual ship because one of my thoughts was it felt like a set to me. I mean, obviously that scene where the the, the boat is tilting that's obviously in a studio yeah. and they've got like a green yeah, screen. But even even the stuff on the ship where they're just on the bridge and chatting and relaying information and the, the dudes having a bit of a sneeze when he's meant to be relaying relaying information, all of that stuff, it felt like a set to me. So it's interesting you say that it wasn't. Yeah, six out of ten. Watch Crimson Tide. It's much better. And it's got a great soundtrack. Putting it on the list. The God. What is Hans Zimmer? Okay, done. So war. War films. We're done with war films. Uh, And now it's time to announce the theme for the next couple of episodes. And it's back to me again. And I'm going to choose prison movies. I don't know why I'm going to choose prison movies. I quite enjoy the prison movie genre. There are a few good ones in there. There are a few terrible ones in there. There are a few guilty pleasure prison films as well with certain action stars, which we'll probably talk about next week. I've already chosen what I'm going to go for on my free. So I'm excited to do prison films, mate. I'm not sure what I'm going to do on a quiz yet, but... uh, Do we have to wear orange jumpsuits for the the um, episode? Yes. So next theme, prison movies. So tune in to the next episode to hear what we're going to be choosing for prison movies. With all that done, it's time to move on to phase three, which is Stitch Up. And Nick, you lost the toss last time and you had to watch Troll number two. So it's over to you for your Troll two review. How did it go? (laughs) Was it glorious? Did you enjoy yourself? I've got a few notes. I I I did did my research one so what did you think of troll 2 what did i think of troll 2 well before i tell you what i thought of troll 2 i shall give you a synopsis it came out the year that i was born in 1990 directed by claudia claudio frangasso um the tagline is the original boogeyman is back (laughs) it's Um, already wrong that tagline is already wrong (laughs) (laughs) um This large synopsis. Here we go. When young Joshua learns that he will be going on a vacation with his family to a small town called Nilbog, he protests. He He is warned by the spirit of his deceased grandfather that goblins populate the town. His parents, Michael and Diane, dismiss his apprehensions but soon learn to appreciate their sons warningly. Guided by his grandfather's ghost, will Joshua and his family stand a chance in fighting off the evil beings? Dun, dun, dun. The evil 
uh, goblins, even though this the film's evil called Troll 2. Do you know what Neil Bog spells backwards? Oh, hang on. Let me write this down so I can try and crack this code. Uh, hang on. <laughs> Neil, N-I-L. How am I spelling that? N-I-L-B-O-G. Yeah. N-I-L-B-O-G. Neil Bog. So I'll go backwards. What does it spell backwards? G-R-B-L-E-N. Goblin. Goblin. It's Goblin. Neil Bog is Goblin backwards. Oh, that changes everything. This film is a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, mind blown mind blown yeah. josh uh you know gad is it josh gad josh gad well, yeah he's a very young josh gad uh josh is you know seeing his grandfather and his his whole family think that he's delusional and you know it's just a phase that he's going through and his grandfather's like, oh, make sure that they don't go on this trip. To Neil Bog. To, to Neil Bog, which is Goblin Backwards. Oh. Did you watch any of this before I continue? I, no, um, but I did watch okay. like a YouTube, what's the word? Like a review that's, what's the word? Where, why have my words gone through my head again? It, it's a word <laughs> that you say when something's a bit snarky. It's a snarky. I watched a snarky review. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. Um, so I yeah. feel like I've sort of covered the major points of this film and I've got a couple of notes to ask you uh, about. One of my notes actually right. was uh, Neil, Neil Bog question mark. So we've covered that already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I know um, I know enough about it, mate. I know enough about it. You're just making sure that I've watched this film. Yeah, pretty much. Like I do my research just to make sure that you've actually watched it. I guess with Stitch Up, some of the films we watch are brilliant. Right. Like... We say it all the time. Mega Piranha. I had a great time with it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought Troll 2 might be one of those films where it's so bad that it's kind of entertaining. Was it so bad that it was entertaining or was it so bad that it was just bad? I mean, I did laugh. I did snicker a fair few times just just with silly shit that was said throughout this film. Like, okay, so they, they rock up to the house and they're like, oh, my God, this is massive buffet. And there's like bits of green. <laughs> this is going to be the next thing I was going to ask you about. <laughs> and there's bits of like green slime. Well, I don't. I can't remember if they can see the stuff, or maybe Josh is the only one that can see it. I will tell you why, right? Because his dead granddad appears in the in a in a doorway. Oh, that's and says, right. They're eating all fucking weird green shit. Stop him, and he stops time. For some reason, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He stops time, and then he ends up pissing on all the food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kid, he just, he just, he whips out, he whips out old. What was the kid's name? Joshua. He whips out little Joshua and just fucking urinates all over the table, doesn't he? And um, his family's not. His dad's very angry. His yeah. dad's very angry, yeah. Uh, but that that whole scene made me laugh. It is the granddad's dead. It just his ghost appears, stops time, and the kid pisses on the like. Why? Why is that? Why are they doing that? What? Who wrote that? I will say though One on IMDb. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I will say on IMDb, um, it's listed as a comedy. So, yeah, I don't I know. That. Maybe they made it and then watched it and was like this is so bad maybe like the um like the room effect the tommy wiseau effect where he made it 
it was clearly trying to make a good film and then when really everyone serious. was slating it and it was bad it was like oh i made it, it was intent i made it that way intentionally mm, did you okay. I, <laughs> I but it looked this film looked really funny to me i actually kind of want to watch it i kind of want to watch you should thing. watch it so the boy uh the boyfriend of the sister comes in like some rv with all of his mates and you know wants to hang out and he's convinced his friends that you know Neil Bog, there's full of chicks and stuff, but there's literally no one. There's no one in the town. They somehow end up in at this house. They he eats like a hot dog, or they eat random things throughout this film, mm. and then they end up you know turning into goblins and and into trees and stuff. At one point, I think it's like one of the last friends, the main witch you know, turns into this beautiful uh, young female and he's like, oh, you know, do you want some popcorn? And he's got, they've got like a corn and they're like kind of making out with this corn in between them and then all of a sudden popcorn just, there's the whole van is full of popcorn. (laughs) So fucking random. That's what I mean though. This looks like quite a lot of fun to watch. Just uh, (laughs) have a few beers, sit down and watch this. Um, Oh, yeah. 100% 100% agree. As a, as a stitch-up film then, like where did this sit with you? Was it was it a long one? Was, I feel like it's probably quite a short film. Did it feel long? Oh, it went for 95 minutes. No, I didn't think it felt long. I think it, I was watching it while I was doing some work, so. It was longer than Greyhound? Yeah. So where's Troll Free? That's my question. They're probably trying to get some crowdfunding to get it going. Maybe. I'll give them a tenner. So what are you yeah. going to score Troll 2 then? What, what, what score are you going to give it? I mean, for the comedy aspect of this film, I mean, it was pretty s- silly and stupid and was like yeah. ridiculous. I'll give it a 3 out of 10. Yeah. Not too bad for a stitch-up. Next poll then, I guess we need to find out who's going to be watching the stitch-up in uh, in episode 72. I chose for you a film called Carnosaur and you chose for me Legally Blondes and it was your turn to put the poll on Instagram and you did that. So did. go on, put me out of my misery and tell me what the results are. Because if, listen, if it's another draw, I've got a little, I've got something different <laughs> to do as a decider, but I've got a feeling it was a landslide. Well... Yeah, so I put I put the poll on late last night. I almost forgot to put the poll on, and I I let it go, and then I noticed oh I got one vote for Legally Blondes, and then a couple more, and then Sarah voted. I was like oh typical Sarah voting against me. <laughs> I don't think she's ever voted against you yet. I mean, but really? to be fair, Radio Gore Press voted for Legally Blondes, so did they? It's yeah, fucking Rosie, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, go Rose. Um, it was a total of sixteen votes. Oh, nice! Thirteen of them went to Legally Blondes. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Who did you rope in? <laughs> I didn't rope in anyone, mate. I was so gobsmacked by the I'm... amount of people that voted. <laughs> That's insane! And I voted for you. <laughs> So out of those three votes, one of them was 33% of them was me. <laughs> Bloody hell. You fuckers. <laughs> what is it about Legally Blondes? I don't know, but you'll soon find out in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, fine. So I'm so next episode then, I'm doing a topic intro and a stitch-up. It's always more work, isn't it, when you've got to do all of it. 
All right. I had to do it for this episode, mate. So yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so next poll then. I have chosen a film for you for the next poll. Would you like to know what it is or do you want to do mine? No, I'd like to know what yours is. I'm not exactly decided. Okay, I've got a little film for you that is available on Amazon Prime in Australia. And it's called Double Dragon. And it's based on a computer game from a long, long time ago. And it's rubbish. So that's my sit-up choice for you for the next poll. What are you choosing for me? Um, I'm going to put a, like a kind of well-known film on this week for you. Spanglish. Well, Spanglish is all right. Have you seen it? No. The Pink Panther Ooh. is what, Which, what I'm okay. giving you. Which one? The 2006 one. With Steve Martin? Yeah. Oh, I love Steve Martin. Have you seen this film, though? No. I, I must admit I've not yeah. seen the film. But I do like Steve Martin. Not in this film. <laughs> I think you're going to lose the next one, mate. Double Dragon do is you? pretty terrific. Yeah, I think I hope so. Well, I hope so. Maybe it's just me being optimistic. But Okay, so Double Dragon versus the Pink Panther for the next Stitch Up poll. So I'm going to put the poll on Instagram at Twin Picks Pod. You can catch up with us on Twitter, also at Twin Picks Pod. You can catch up with me on Instagram at flick.face, on Pinterest at flick.face. If you want to email the show, we're at twinpixpod at gmail.com. Letterbox to follow our lists, flick.face. If you want to support the show, you can do it at ko slash twinpixpodcast. Do you want to do your socials, mate? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at chikanika or at nikacreative. If you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week to our Prison Movie Picks episode. So we will see you then. Bye-bye. See you later. Mr. Norris.